Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that everybody has been talking about recently, and I think it's worth talking about. So you may have heard it talked about several times already. You may see it all over social media, and that's fine, but I think we need to start pinpointing some problems in our society that go way back. So what we're going to really talk about on this episode is really stemming from this documentary called Cuties that has been all over Netflix. Now, if you haven't seen the documentary, uh, that's great. I haven't seen the documentary. I've had people on my Facebook page that have shared snippets of this video or this documentary for people to see the filth behind it. Uh, I actually seen one person say that they were going to watch it just to kind of see what all the fuss was about and then tell people it's not as bad as they're making it out to be, only to find out as they watch the documentary that it is indeed as bad as people are making it out to be. So this documentary is a terrible thing. And some of you may say, well, what is this cuties documentary? I haven't heard of it. Well, it is simply a documentary that is sexualizing 9, 10, and 11-year-old girls. It is pedophilia on display, and the left and Netflix included are trying to normalize this they're trying to normalize pedophilia. They're, they're normalizing the documentary. They're supporting the documentary, standing behind the documentary, even with all the backlash that's going on surrounding the documentary. So just these video clips, if you were to look at this documentary, they are young girls half naked. They are twerking and grinding their bodies on the floor, and uh, that's that's all you need to see uh, to, to think that this is wrong. Uh, I mean, I... The little snippets of videos that I've seen online, I just can't stomach it. It makes me sick. So I have to immediately scroll up and I get angry and I get frustrated because we are a society that has normalized this stuff. Now, we've normalized sex from an unbiblical perspective. And what I mean by that is we don't value the the covenant that God created in marriage. We don't value that anymore in America. We have people that are are just living however they want to, and it leads to things like documentaries exploiting children and in sexual ways. This is uh, a result of normalizing pedophilia. And let me tell you what I think is the the main culprit of this, other than sin. Now, obviously, I think we can all agree that this is sinful. This is a result of the fall. This is sinful behavior. These are things that have happened because man is sinful. But let me tell you something I believe is culp- is, is, is put together with that. That's a culprit. So for years and years and years, the church has done a very poor job at standing in the face of culture, standing in the face of things that are being normalized that should never be normalized. When I was growing up, and even recently, we see the, the church trying to become like the culture or become relevant because they don't want to be on the outside of culture and be seen as some sort of antiquated, uh, old-type thing that nobody wants. It, it's just dusty and gross. So the church has tried to become relevant, and in doing so, 
it has really kept people sitting on the sidelines comfortable in their Christianity instead of standing up for what's right and teaching and preaching against what is wrong. Before that, it's churches warring with themselves over what kind of carpet is going in the sanctuary or what kind of carpet is or the color of the, the padding on the pews. It's It's been fights over what's going to be the lighting in the sanctuary and, and, and even moved into what kind of style of music are we going to sing? Are we going to sing hymns? Are we going to sing contemporary? These fights have gone on. The, the church has been at war with itself for so long that we have let all of this sinful behavior, all of these sinful things come out in full force, and the church has done virtually nothing to stop it, virtually done nothing to stand in the face of it. I can tell you what I think is the number one cause, other than sin, of this sexualization in our culture today and in our world. It is a result, in my opinion, of pornography. Now, what what has the church done to try to stop pornography? I remember just when I was a, a teenager, which has been several, several years ago, uh, even when I was a teenager, when AOL was out, when you had to dial up, you heard that awful screeching sound and the, the, the internet finally connected and you're online, you're on the world wide web. Even then, to try to find someone with their clothes off was almost impossible unless you had a credit card or, or some sort some form of payment back then. And now moving forward, now I have a teenager and I have a 11-year-old about to be 12-year-old and a 9-year-old about to be 10-year-old boys, and they can have pornography in their pockets. But dad knows better, and we are taking those steps and making sure that that isn't happening on their phone or, or doing our best to make sure it doesn't happen. So we have moved from a time of, well, here it is. This is on the Internet. What has the church done? Here it is. Now you have to pay for it. What has the church done? Well, they, they, people are going to do it in their own homes. They have to pay for it. it it's, that's not our business. I don't, I don't know. Um, now it's free everywhere you look. And recently I, I saw that there was a, a video uploaded to one of these pornography sites of someone that was kidnapped, I believe, like real-life kidnapped. This isn't a, a, a scenario. This was real-life missing child and was forced to do sexual acts on camera and then uploaded to a pornography website. Now, we as a church, and even the church in the past, we have just been comfortable with coming to church. Everybody has been comfortable coming on Sundays, coming on Sunday nights, coming on Wednesday nights, coming to revivals, coming to Sunday school, coming to whatever the church was doing, but never getting outside of those four walls as the church to stand in the face of this rapidly declining culture, this rapidly declining nation that we live in because it's become more sinful and sinful and sinful, and the church has sat on the sidelines comfortable on their couches, in their homes, away and, and together with one another to worship with one another as the church should, but never doing anything to stop the evil that was on a downhill slide from years and years ago. So I think because sexual sexualization of uh, our kids, of uh, this nation, our world, because pornography has been legal, because it has been free at our fingertips, I think we see the downhill slide. And let me tell you that I saw a Facebook post this weekend about the same people that are 
uproar, in an uproar about this Cuties documentary are the same ones that are still watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, that our convictions need to pretty much be the same. So there was a lot of pushback from that Facebook status. There's, I've seen a lot of my friends share it, and some of them had pushback on it. And let me tell you something. Pastors have done a poor job in the pulpits when it comes to some of the things that our people are watching. Some of the things that our people are reading, because we've seen movies come out recently like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, that is a pornography-filled movie. It's just porn. Rated R. Um, I've just heard that all throughout throughout it is just sex. It's unbiblical sex. It is uh, not what God has intended and is not what God intended for us to look at. But people flocked to the box office. People filled the movie theaters and I have to imagine it was super awkward sitting in the theater. Well, I get maybe not. Maybe for unbelievers it probably wasn't awkward, but just sitting in a theater full, shoulder to shoulder with people you don't know, watching this sort of filth on a on a movie screen, and yet this series of movies, I don't know how many there are, two or three of them that came out, this series of movies has grossed so much money at the box offices and, and I'm sure continues to be making some sort of money somewhere because... We are a people that have become just so in tune to sex and it's readily available and we're visual people. We want to see it. We want to have that quote-unquote emotional tie to it as we're watching it. But let me tell you something. There is no emotion tied to pornography. There is nothing there. It will leave you empty. It will leave you void. And many women have flocked to this because they want their whatever that guy's name is. I don't even know what his name is, but... The women want that in their life. They want a man that loves them and cares for them and just does uh, crazy things for them because he loves them so much, I guess. I don't know, but women are flocking to this. And it's this over-sexualization that has led to TV shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Now, these shows have been on for a long time on cable television. Now, I don't know if we have cable television anymore. I don't know if you call it cable television because everybody's cutting the cord and uh, everybody is tended to be streaming now, but either way, you can still pick this channel up. I think it comes on CBS or ABC or something, one of the local channels. So many people are still logging in and they're watching this stuff, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And you may say, well, it's not that bad. There's no nudity on there. There's It's it's just people trying to find their, their next person they're going to marry. And, and let me just push back on that just for a minute, because I've seen part of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and I see that even if there is people standing there fully clothed for an hour each week, it is still unbiblical what they're doing. They're running through 25 people or 30 people, however many are on there, and they're just running through them like uh, like a deck of cards or something. They're just pop, 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 and they're kissing and they're hugging, and unfortunately, it's not just all in long sleeve and long pants clothes. They're all in skimpy clothes. They're all going on these dates, and they're kissing one another, and they're even having sex. And this is unbiblical, and this is the filth that we're piping into our living rooms because we have become so sensitized. We've desensitized. We we are we are a people that it's just normal. We have normalized sex so much that we miss that we're watching soft core pornography in our own homes on cable television, on primetime TV. And I can remember when we were watching Wheel of Fortune one night as a family and some of us got up to go do other things and all of a sudden we could hear this awful noise coming from our TV in our family room and, and, and it was like, what is happening? And it was one of these 
primetime cable television networks that were producing filth on their television screen, and it was piping into my living room, and I said, no more. We will not have this happen again. So we made some changes, did some things to uh, make sure that that wasn't going to happen again because we don't want our boys or even our little daughter to even see what our cable television networks are putting out because we have all seen this rapid decline and many people would say, well, it's liberating. We are finally coming around to, to other countries. We're finally not being ashamed of sex. And folks, let me just be clear with you that as believers, we should be ashamed of the things we're watching. If we are watching things that are unbiblical, if we're watching premarital sex, if we're watching nudity, if we're watching pornography, we need to be ashamed of these things because God has not designed marriage and sex to be flaunted on national television or on movies or on uh, social media or on uh, pornography websites. God has designed in his goodness, in his graciousness, God has designed marriage between a man and a woman, and that sexual relationship between a married man and woman is kept inside their own bedroom. This is not for the world to see, not for the world to to hear about. It, it is for a simply the two that have made a covenant before God in marriage to consummate that marriage, be fruitful and multiply, have babies, raise those babies in the Lord, and then let those babies grow up, get married, and have their own babies, and raise those babies in the Lord, and then let them, and so on and so forth. You see this, but our culture has just pushed back this idea of marriage, this covenant before God and with God, because People suppress the truth. Romans chapter 1 teaches us clearly that no man is left without excuse. There is a God and everyone knows it. It's just that the rebellious, the wicked, the unrighteous, the unregenerate, they are suppressing this truth to where they don't even believe it. And when men and women suppress the truth that there is a God, we are going to see filth coming through our televisions. We're going to see things like that are happening in California where they're trying their best to normalize and legalize pedophilia. There have been laws passed recently. I think one of those is uh, you can marry, or, or, or you, maybe you can. Maybe you, somebody can help me out. Maybe it's, I think they can marry a 10-year age gap, and, and you know anything above that they can't. Uh, and they're trying to legalize anal sex with minors, and they're saying now that if you, if you do that, a judge can determine whether or not you have to register as a sex offender or not. Folks, this shouldn't even be an issue. If an adult has sex with a minor, there shouldn't be an issue of whether or not they have to be registered as a sex offender. This should be immediate jail time. Many of us would say that it would be time for that person to go away for good, and um, I'm towing that line with you because I don't think that sex or messing with, molesting a a child or anyone that molesting anyone is not right. So, uh, but a, a child should not ever have to grow up and see the their their person that did this to them walking free, living their own life, and all they have to do is register as a sex offender. Or in California, if the judge says you don't have to, guess what? You don't have to. Why is this happening? Again, it's sin. It is the normalization of sex. I think it's a, a direct link to pornography and that being free for so long now and readily available at our fingertips. And I think it has really got a lot to do with the church not stepping up to do anything. They, they've been silent for way too long. And as I mentioned, the church has been too busy fighting itself 
rather than fighting against the sin that is infiltrating our world. So now we're left with, well, how did we get here? Well, it's because we were comfortable. It's because we didn't take God seriously and, and make disciples. And now it has led to us being a nation that murders babies in the womb. It, it has led us to a nation that is normalizing pedophilia, normalizing pornography, normalizing sex, whether it be on screen, whether it be uh, on TV, movie, computer, whatever. We are a people that feel liberated by this. But as believers, we should feel absolute pain and disgust because it has come to this point in America. How, how, how efficient are we being as believers? How are we carrying out our duty as believers if we're just sitting back and being silent? We have platforms that we can be using. We have senators we can be calling. We have mayors. We have governors. We can utilize these elected officials to stand up and do something. I'm grateful for Ted Cruz and and, and his um, outcoming of wanting the DOJ to push for an investigation into the people that created the documentary Cuties and investigate all of those involved because it is clear that this is a an attack. This is an attack on morals, Christian morals. It is attack, even if you, listen, let me just say this. Even if you are not a believer, it should disgust you to see young people girls or young even boys no matter how old young boys or girls it should disgust you to see this and it be normalized even as an unbeliever many unbelievers can have a a a, a goodness about them that is a worldly goodness and have a, a worldly concern although that an unbeliever is spiritually dead there's no good in them spiritually but Every believer, especially, should look at this and say, absolutely not. I have seen both believers and unbelievers crying out against this, and I am grateful for that because we need people standing up and standing out. Now, one, another thing that's really encouraging is I have seen so many people this weekend canceling their Netflix subscriptions. Uh, there have been so many people that are like, I'm done it's over with. There were a lot of people that canceled their Netflix subscriptions when they created a documentary or a movie about a gay Jesus. A lot of people canceled it then, but there are so many people canceling their Netflix subscriptions now. And it seems like, if the numbers are accurate, that they have taken a $9 billion hit as a result of this. And I hope that's true. I hope that's the case. But here's the thing. Netflix has been in support and defending this documentary and the left has been defending it as well. So how big of a hit are they going to have to take before they take these things off of their platform? Now, another thing that has been really discouraging to me is just this morning when I was just kind of looking across social media, I saw one of the Christian groups I'm in. Somebody said, is people that are saying canceling Netflix, I'm canceling my Netflix, or I canceled my Netflix, are they virtue signaling like, I get it. I, I don't. I, I understand virtue signaling, and sometimes it's really annoying, and it's just like, "Hey, look at me! Look, you know, don't let the left hand know what your right hand's doing." Except here, we're going to show both hands. This is what we're doing, right? Like virtue signaling. Signaling is one of those things for me. I'm just like, you know what? Just, just be quiet and do this in your own home. But here's a thing that Christians are now fixing to get into an argument about whether or not canceling Netflix is a uh, virtue signal, if they're virtue signaling when they say this. However, 
everybody I've seen has put in a reason why they have canceled Netflix. So it's not just virtue signaling at that point. There is a a very good reason behind what they're saying. Say, I just canceled my Netflix subscription because I do not agree with pedophilia. I do not agree with a, a company promoting young girls twerking and grinding their bodies on the floor. And, and, and I even think there may have been a moment of a young girl being bare-chested in the movie. I can't, I've seen that review somewhere. I can't recall if that's accurate or not, but I've seen that. And, and some of you may have watched it just to kind of get your bearings and understand what uh, the culture and world is watching. And listen, if you're watching it from a, re, a, 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 a kind of a research purposes, uh, I, good luck. I, I can't even watch the little snippet videos people are putting out, re, the reasons why we should cancel Netflix. So, but let me just say this. We cannot start again or keep doing what we're doing and fighting with one another as the church. Yes, there are times when virtue signaling is just virtue signaling and people are going to do it, but we don't even have to say anything to them. Just let them virtue signal. We should, be, we should be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and not fighting with one another because fighting with one another as believers is what's gotten us to this point in the first place. And letting this sin continue to roll down through our society. Now what? What's going to happen now? Is pedophilia going to be legal? Is kidnapping or taking someone else's child just because you want that child, is that going to become normal? and they be just sold into the sex slavery, sex slave trade, uh, what is going to happen? I mean, when you look at the things that are happening across our country, especially when it comes to pedophilia and things like that, it is troubling to see what people are saying and then what they're not saying. Because there have been a lot of people accused of pedophilia, and yet they've remained quiet. They haven't said a word. They haven't pushed back on it. Uh and we're talking about political uh, people, we're talking about movie stars, all these things. If I'm accused of it, I'm going to show you 100,000 reasons why, and I'm going to give you 100 witnesses to show you where I'm at, what I was doing, all these things to say, hey, no, this is nothing I'm a part of, so you need to get my name out of your mouth kind of thing, right? There's a lot of people accused of it that are not coming forth and saying anything. So it almost makes me want to go back to the thing that's been a, 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 a phrase over the past couple of months, silence is compliance. Well, church, let's use that on us. If we're silent about this, are we complying with it? Do we agree with it? Because I think pastors in pulpits, it starts with us. We got to be preaching against this stuff. We got to be preaching against homosexuality. We got to be preaching against pornography. We got to be preaching against the things that God says is sin. And we have to train and disciple our people through this as well to where we hope that uh, the lady in our congregation, that they'll stop watching The Bachelor or the men in our congregation, that they'll stop watching pornography and The Bachelorette and Fifty Shades of Grey and the women will stop reading these uh, erotic romance novels. And men, too, if that's something that they're into. We have got to start training and teaching about the sin in our world and to avoid it because the Bible is clear that we should abstain from sexual immorality, that we should flee it, that we should treat our body as a temple and not have any sort of hint of sexual immorality inside of it or within it or even the external members of our body. We have to use our body to honor Christ and give God glory. So it starts in the pulpits with pastors that are bold enough to stand and stop trying to be relevant and bring back reverence 
to God. Bring back holiness. Bring back dying to self. Bring back killing sin or it be killing you. Uh, We have to have pastors that are willing to stand up and open the word of God. And from the get, they say, open your Bibles. We're fixing to dissect this thing expositionally so you can see what God is saying in his word and how you should respond as a believer. Sadly, we've seen many pastors and preachers do just the opposite. They stand up and give a culturally relevant sermon. They give an emotionally driven sermon. They stand up there and they play games in in the pulpit and on the stage and they don't take the word of God seriously. So there's got to be a day of reckoning for our nation, and it's sad to say, but many people are going to stand and continue to do what they're going to do in the pulpits, but I pray that other brothers will stand up and put away the childish things and be a man in the pulpit. And I don't mean some like uh, what the culture says a man should be, you know, like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Tim Allen type things and and culture should have no say so what a believer should be like or live like the Bible should drive a believer's attitude and lifestyle so a man will stand up in the pulpits and they will preach the word of God with boldness conviction and clarity regardless of the pushback so we have got to stop letting culture dictate the church and church has got to stop trying to be in the culture it's kind of a, a thing that has run its course. It's over with. It has not helped. People are still just as much addicted to pornography, if, if not more so these days. People are still watching in The Bachelor. That's why it's been running for so long. Uh, people are still watching these movies with filth that have been put out. It's because we're not doing our job as the church. We've got to do better, folks. We have got to do better. Pastors, Stand up and boldly preach the word. Preach against this thing, this stuff. Uh, church members, go to church and listen and learn. Read your Bibles daily. Psalm one says, "Those that are righteous, they delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on meditate on it both day and night." Get in the Scriptures. Read the Word. Meditate on the Word and live according to the Word. Be under sound biblical teaching at a local church. And some other things that we can do: call your senators. Tell them that you are tired of seeing this, call anybody and everybody you can, send emails, let's do something. When it comes to abortion, I see people standing outside of abortion mills preaching the gospel, telling people not to murder their babies, that they'll help take care of those babies, that they'll adopt those babies, that they'll even adopt the mothers and help them with medical bills and expenses and all of those things. So we've got to start standing up and doing things and making our voice heard rather than sitting back and gathering in our comfortable sanctuaries and listening to, to the preacher preach on things that we should be doing and, and going home and not doing them. We are a people that are, are really quick and easy to put something off on somebody else and say, well, they can do that. I hope they'll do that. Let them do that. They can, they're, much more, they're much more creative. They're much more passionate. They have much more time. They are the perfect person to do that. So maybe they'll do that. No, it takes all of us. We need to stand up and do something. If you have Netflix, you can start there. Each person is going to be convicted in their own way. Uh, I know some people haven't that are Christians have not canceled their Netflix subscription just because they do watch other things on there that that isn't filth. But uh, one of the things that we can do is continue to. Uh, put a put a big dent in Netflix's uh, money, their income, and 
cancel Netflix. If you are convicted by this, if you don't think it's right, then I would suggest canceling it. Cancel other platforms that do the same thing. But be uh, strategic. Send emails to your senators. Send emails to people that, that matter. Call people. And I'm not the, the guru on how to do that, but I'm going to learn. I'm going to figure out what we can do together. But it starts in the pulpits with men being men, biblical men. Not a culturally acceptable man, but a biblical man that is ferocious for the Word of God and with the Word of God as he teaches it boldly. And it starts with believers. Let's make disciples. Let's proclaim the gospel in our workplaces. There are people in our workplaces that are watching these things that think there's nothing wrong with them. They need to be taught a biblical worldview. They need to be taught the gospel in hopes that God would save them and change them and they would live according to his standards. So it starts with all of us boldly proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and from there making disciples, pouring into people, teaching them what God has said, showing them what God has said, showing them a lifestyle, being an example of what God has said to be in his word. But we can't just continue to go another however many years until Jesus comes back and it seems like he's getting closer and closer and and just hope that it's going to fix itself. It's either going to take believers standing up and people repenting and turning back to the Lord or he is going to fix it himself and he's going to judge this place. And I saw somebody say something earlier that as soon as California passed the law and, and really easing up restrictions on pedophiles, that's when it started burning. And I don't know if you've seen this, but this is the largest fire California has ever seen. There has been over 3 million acres burned in California, and the the next largest amount that has been burned before was 2 million. So, And I also heard that this fire is not going to be put out anytime soon, they don't think. So here we see that um, you can say what you want to, but it almost seems like God is saying, okay, here we go. I've mentioned before that I heard Dr. James White say that if God doesn't judge America, then he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. So church, we got to step up. We got to stop fighting with ourselves, stop trying to be culturally relevant, stop being comfortable, and get in the fight for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the sake of our young ones, our babies. So folks, I hope you would do something starting today. I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts, your concerns. You can leave a comment. You can email at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. You can put a message on the Instagram page, Facebook page, Twitter page. Uh, Those have been kind of unmanned as of late. Uh, I need to do a better job keeping those up. However, feel free to reach out in any of those platforms. And... I'm looking forward to the next episode. Uh, we recently came across September the 11th, and that was a day of remembrance for what had happened. So after uh, a week of the 19th anniversary, I want to go back and just talk through some of the things about September 11th and specifically some things that have happened right after that. And I'm looking forward to kind of uh, reflecting on that and talking through that, I didn't want to do it on on September 11th. I wanted it to be fresh. I wanted it to. I wanted people to remember and, and and do whatever they needed to do. But I want to talk about September 11th and specifically the church in relation to September 11th. So look forward to that coming out this week, and uh, it's going to tie directly pretty much into this episode. So I'm looking forward to that. Hope you are too. 
Until then, I hope you have a great day, and God bless.